It's good to see you. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Anybody, anybody want to say it back to me? You know, happy Father's Day, Mike. Okay. All you, all you women, happy Father's Day. It's still, might as well celebrate. You know, I, I have a friend who's an Anglican priest and I wished him a happy Father's Day this morning on text and he came back to me and he said, happy Trinity Sunday. And I thought, wow, you, you historic churches, you really got your game on, you know? So uh, today's Trinity Sunday, apparently. I didn't know about that. I'm, maybe they understand the Trinity. I'm not sure I really understand the Trinity totally, but I'm going to be talking a little bit about that uh, today in, in a little while here. But um, I, being a dad, and being that it's Father's Day, uh, I, I think I should tell you some dad jokes, and these are all really hilarious, so you have to laugh at all of these dad jokes, all right? Um, so uh, why couldn't the bicycle stand up on its own? Because it was too tired. Uh, that's Yeah, there you go, see? And, and when is a, a door, you know, not a door, it's a, when it's a jar. Who said that? You, you knew that. Yeah, there you go. Not even a dad. That's pretty good. Uh, why can't your nose be 12 inches long? Because then it would be a foot, right? So like, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, and what, what do you call a thousand? Some of these are delayed reactions, right? Uh, what do you call a thousand rabbits walking backwards? A receding hairline. Yeah. Okay. What do, what do you call? What do you call uh, a fake noodle? An impasta. Do you want to hear a joke about paper? Never mind, it's terrible. Okay, so, I, I need, where's the drummer? He's not even here today. Uh, this was a late, this was a late edition. Uh, you might have seen it on my wife's Facebook and Instagram. Where did Noah keep his bees? In the archives. <laughs> Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're really good at it. Come on. <laughs> what do you call a man with no body and no nose? Nobody knows. And this is very apropos for the 21st century. Uh, what did the daddy spider say to the baby spider? You spend too much time on the web. That's the... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a small boy's definition of Father's Day, it's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend so much money. And someone made a definition of a father, and that is a person who carries more pictures in his wallet where his money used to be. Yeah. And uh, this pastor, he, uh, he said, uh, before we had children of our own, I preached a sermon entitled, Ten Laws for Raising Children. And after we had children a little while, I made a small change to the sermon title and called it 10 Suggestions for Raising Children. A few more years passed and they became teenagers and it finally wound up as 10 Hints for Raising Children. <laughs> and I, I do remember 
back in my 20s, it was so great at that time because I used to know it all, and that's really great. Now I'm not sure what I know sometimes. Uh, Today is Father's Day, and sometimes it can be a difficult time for folks because of uh, their earthly fathers uh, or disappointment with earthly fathers or or worse. And uh, we have to be very careful in understanding ourselves and understand our our emotions because we can't sort of judge our Heavenly Father through the grid of our earthly fathers. My dad, I'm grateful he was he was a great dad. Um, he wasn't perfect, but he was just a great dad, and I don't have a lot of issues around Father's Day because he was such a great father, and I'm grateful for that. That may not be your case, but whatever our earthly fathers have been to us, our Heavenly Father, He is a good Father. And the, uh, the title of my message today is, you know, the Father, what's He like? What's He like? What's our Heavenly Father like? If you could just go to the next slide, please. Uh, and actually, we'll just go right to the, the one right after that, the third slide, please. And there's a scripture in the... Uh, in the book of John, I, I wanted to walk through the book of John, and today I have a very large amount of material that I'm not going to get through. Um, if you're interested in doing a little bit of a study, for further study, all of these slides that I won't be addressing all of them, all of these slides that are going to be coming up um, will be on our uh, website probably by Tuesday. And the book of John, chapter 1, verse 18, it says that no one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. And that, of course, is referring to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ revealed the Father to us. And so I've, I've done, a, like I say, I've done a lot of research this week, and this is a huge subject, and I, I kind of pared it down and, and downsized, and I'm still not going to get through it all this morning. And so please uh, try to listen fast, and we will get through this. Jesus Christ has revealed the Father to us. Let's just pray right now before we dig in. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for us. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. I pray that you will be here in these moments that we have together in your word, that you would teach us, that you would lead us and guide us, and God, that, uh, that we would have a new understanding here today. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. There was a conversation uh, between sort of the disciples. I'm not sure if it was at the Last Supper or it was in the very last days that Jesus was on this planet. And Jesus said to them, you know, my father's house has many rooms in it. He said a few more things and I'm, you know, I'm going you, and I'm going to go to the father and, and Philip. I love Philip. He is not much, not much news about Philip, but he was one of the first disciples to follow Jesus, and uh, 
uh, he was also uh, just an amazing, an, an amazing man. And he said this to Jesus. He said, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replied, have I been with you so long? He's, they traveled, lived in the same uh, surroundings for three the Father. And you need to understand something. The, the Father, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. And I'm just, I'm just thinking right now about this scripture and, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm just thinking, what about me? What about my neighbors? What about people in my life? When they, when they see me, do they, do they wonder, well, what's God like? And could I say to them, have you known me all these years and you don't know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? That's quite a challenging thought, isn't it? That's what Jesus had said. And, and of course, now we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things are new. That's a, that's a challenge. Should we just stop there? <laughs> Don't look so nervous. I'm not going to stop there. Don't look so happy. I'm not going to stop there. After all, the coffee's not ready yet. Okay, so Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Uh, the Father is in me, and I'm in the Father. So first of all, I want to just quickly go through some attributes that are just sort of general attributes. I wanted to stay in the book of John, and I felt like I needed to just take a few extra out of Luke just because uh, they're so good. And first of all, God, of course, we understand that he is, the Father is very, very generous I love this scripture. I had to put it in here just because it goes along with our series that we've been doing on the kingdom of God. And, you know, Jesus says, listen, it's, it's God's good pleasure. It gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Now, the second one is God is powerful and, and uh, omnipotent is sort of the theological word. Omnipotent omnipotent. And uh, this is a very interesting scripture. I love this scripture. John 10, it says, my father has given the people to me, the Christians, and he is, he is more powerful than anyone else. And no one can snatch them from the father's hand. Do you realize that no one can take you from the father's hand? You are safe with him. Uh, the Father has all authority, and he's given that authority to the Son. Jesus says, I don't, I don't speak on my own authority, but, the, but what the Father tells me to say in Luke 22, it says, Just as my Father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right. You and I, we have the right to eat and drink at the table in the kingdom. That's, that's a, a wonderful scripture. I'm going to be talking more about that, God willing, in two weeks' time. Uh, the fourth one is, is humble. I don't always think of God as being humble, but he is humble. Jesus, again, he showed us the Father. He told us the story of the, the father and the prodigal son. And remember when the, the story when the prodigal son came to his senses, came home, the father ran to him. 
son to run to them, but not the other way around. But the father, because of his love for his son, he ran to his uh, younger son. His older son got angry when he came home and they had a big party. And he says, I've been working all these years. And that other guy, he took off and spent all his money. And, you know, he partied on. And now now he comes back and you're going to throw him a banquet? What's up with that? Where's my banquet? And the father, it says, that father, he came out and he begged his son. He didn't demand him. But he entreated him. He begged him. He said, come on, son. Please, come and celebrate with us. Your, son, your brother was dead, and, and now he's alive. My son was dead, and now he's alive. Everything I have is yours. And the father was shown to be, <clears throat> excuse me, to be a humble person. The father is very, very gracious, he, uh, he gave grace to his son that came back. And he, the son had the speech ready. You know, I'm not, I'm not allowed to be your son anymore. I just want to be a servant. The father didn't even answer him. He said, let's find a robe. Let's get him some new clothes. Let's, let's dress him up, put a ring on his finger, and we are having a banquet. Get the, get the fatted calf. We're going to do it, do it upright. And I like this last one. It means a lot to me personally. I wanted to put it in here. Again, this is revelation from Jesus Christ of who the Father is. And in John 5, 17, Jesus says, My Father is always working. My Father is always working. And so am I, Jesus said. And what are they doing? What are they, you know, they're working. What's their job description? What's their objective? And God the Father's objective is to work to see people receive his Son. After all, he gave, because of love, he gave his only Son that you and I could have life in him. And he is working, and that is what his intention is. All the things that he does is to provide an open place, a welcoming place, a safe place for you to know the Father. That's his heart. He wants to be known. He wants to love you. So those are just some general thoughts that I wanted to say. But now the next point is that the Father is the source of life. Every breath you breathe comes from the Father. Just as the Father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. And and, uh, verse 26 of John 5. It says, the Father has life in himself, and he has granted that same life-giving power to the Son. You and I, we don't have life in ourselves. It was given to us by the Father, even even the breath we breathe. And uh, I could quickly try to tell you this story, but there was one time there was this fellow that was an atheist, and he somehow ran across God, and, and he says, you know, you're you're just a phony. You're not, you're not really God, and and so uh, God says. So you think so, huh? Well, you know what can we do about it? And the guy says, Well, I think we should have a, a contest. And uh, you know, you say you created the universe, and and uh, so let's have a contest. And so God says, Okay, what what do you want to do? And he says, Well, we're going to have a, a creating contest. Let's create you know create a person. And so. Uh, you know, the guy was obviously a little little crazy. And God says, okay, well, let's do it. And so the, the, the guy, you know, he says, okay. 
and God says, you, you go first. And so the guy says, okay, and he starts getting some dirt, and he's going to create, I don't know how he thinks he's going to do it, but he's going to create a person. And God says, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You have to go get your own dirt. I made this dirt. God, God is all-powerful, and he has life in himself, and he is the one that gives us our breath, the very breath we breathe. It comes from God. And this is my Father's will, that all will see his Son and that would believe in him should have eternal life. And I will raise them up at the last day. I, I love that part. That's, that's actually not in any of those scriptures on the screen, but it's actually part of those scriptures. I, I shortened them for the screen's sake. And God wants us to know that our future is that when we are, that at the end of the day, God will raise us up. Jesus will raise us up. That's the will of the Father. To share with you is about the loving heart of the Father. And there's some, I was really blessed as I was going through this. And I just have to share it with you. Because, you know, we know that God loves us. You know, God loves, you know, John three sixteen. God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. Yes, we've heard that before. Yes, we know that God loves us. Well, let's never lose the, the awe. Let's never lose, let's never take it for granted. Uh, Jesus said, I, I've loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love, he said. In John sixteen twenty seven. the Father himself, talked about this at the beginning of the service, uh, the Father himself loves you. He loves you so much. He knows you and he loves you. And he loves you dearly because you love me. And there's that connection between how we embrace Jesus and how the Father embraces us. And uh, John 14, uh, 23, this is where it starts, I think, myself, it starts getting good. Okay, John 14, 23, Jesus said, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Now, that word home is uh, a word sort of like, uh, where, where do you live? You know, what uh, it's uh, abide is in the, the King James Version, I think. And it's, it's like, where do you stay? Who do you hang out with? Like, God wants to be so close to you that we, we kind of like we live together. Now, of course, we know that we, we know that he's always with us, but sometimes... It's not very convenient for us because, you know, we probably wouldn't want to, wouldn't, because <laughs> we're probably doing something we shouldn't, whatever, or we have a bad moment and, and we, oh, God was there too. Yes, okay, well, sorry for doing that and sorry, Lord, for doing that and bringing you into that because we, we, have, we have this relationship that is close. Sometimes we, and, and again, the Lord told us, he says, you know, when you pray, pray our Father in heaven. But yet our Father isn't only in heaven. He's also with us. He's also in us, and we are in him. And the, the, the abiding, the home, you know, that is, Jesus says, we will make our home with them. And here's where the Trinity comes in. Uh, it's a little hard to understand because, you know, the Father is in heaven. But how is it that he came, comes to be with us? Well, we invite Jesus into our heart, right? Well, actually, Jesus is in heaven 
as well. He's at the right hand of the Father. It's the Holy Spirit that is in us. And so the Trinity is there, the Holy Spirit, the Son, Jesus, and the Father. And, and uh, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, but yet the Father is in the heavens and Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. So I'm sorry, I don't, I don't get it, to be honest, because the Bible says, I just read it this morning, it's not in my notes, I just was looking it up earlier, and it says in John, First John, it, it says that truly our fellowship, our, our friendship, our sharing together is with the Father and with the Son. And yet, it's with the Holy Spirit that's within us. That's how it happens. So, you know, you may feel like you understand the Trinity, and I'll just say, you know, good for you. Like I said, I think I said it earlier when I was 20. I used to know it too, but now I'm not so sure anymore. But I do know that our Heavenly Father wants to be with us, and He made it happen. He made it work. And uh, that's, that's, that's the best I can do for you on that score. But God the Father loves us. Now, there's a passion about that. And the scriptures that we use for our communion, we even talked about, you know, the the passion for the house of the Lord, because I love your house. I'm going to give my offerings. And in uh, the next slide, slide number eight, John chapter two, where Jesus was cleansing the temple. He was so passionate about it. He was passionate about the house of God. And and he said, "Um, stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. He was so passionate about the Father's house because the Father's, like that's the place where he wants to be with us. The Father loves you. And Jesus felt so strongly about it, he got, he got kind of upset and nervous and, and turned tables over and, and got a whip out. I don't understand all that, how, you know, calm Jesus, meek and mild could, could do that. But he was passionate about the relationship that God wants to have with us. That's the, that's the reason that he did that. And it's because of the love of the Father. That's amazing. Of course, the next scripture talks about worship. And we think about worship as singing songs, which is part of it. Very important part in our corporate time as a church. We use music and songs to help us worship together. But worship is, is that showing love and honor and respect to our Heavenly Father, and God is looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. And when we worship Him in spirit and in truth, we draw near to God. The Bible says He draws near to us when we draw near to Him. It's because of His love. We love God and we show our love to God because of His love that came our way first. And before, before we could love Him, we had to receive his love and God the Father is looking for those who will worship him. This is the heart of the Father. So what's God like? What's what's he like? Well, he's you know, he's loving. He's uh, he's gracious, he's humble, he's generous, he's powerful. He pours his love out on us. He is uh, amazing. He's the source of life. He gives the Holy Spirit Now, the Father gives us the Holy Spirit. Why would he do that? And I still want to come back to, what's he like? Does he just want us to have spiritual goosebumps and just have an emotional experience? That is not like an impersonal sort of, ooh, that was great. 
Actually, it's okay to have those emotions, but God wants to have that loving relationship with us. That's why he pours out the Holy Spirit. The love of God is poured out by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit that was given to us. That's what the Bible says. The Father pours out the Spirit. And what I love about this is it's not, it's not meant to be difficult or complicated. In Luke 11, it says, your father will give the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised this. This was Jesus revealing the heart of the father to us. The father will give you the Holy Spirit if you reach out to him and ask him. And the father will send the Holy Spirit to us to teach us and lead us into all truth. So I just want to Really, I just want to close with this, this last thought. And, and what is the big idea anyway? What is the big idea? Can you go to the last slide, please? What is the big idea? The Father's heart is for you. The Father's heart is for you. And he wants to have a friendship with you on his terms. What are his terms? Through Jesus Christ. I want you to honor my son. That's, that's, that is how you come into relationship with me. God's heart for you uh, is, is greatly, uh, greatly forgotten, I think. The father loves you dearly. The father himself loves you dearly. And his desire is that you will respond to his son. He sacrificed his son for you and me. And it's what do you do with that? What have you done with Jesus Christ? And you may be here today and you think, you know what? I, yeah, I know God loves me and, and all that, but I'm really not too interested in this relationship stuff and this fellowship stuff. And I'm not even sure if I, if I think Jesus should have died on the cross because after all, I'm a good person. You know what? Every one of us needs Jesus. The Bible says everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. Well, I know I'm not perfect. Don't start getting on my case. Actually, it's not about that. It's not about condemning. It's not about making you feel guilty. We all know we, deep down, we all know that we need a Savior. And Jesus died on the cross for your sins and mine. And what the Father wants us to do is to embrace everything about Jesus That's the terms. God wants a relationship with you. His heart is toward you. And these are his terms. What have you done with Jesus? And what are you doing with Jesus? I I want you to be a person who knows him, is passionate about Jesus, who loves Jesus, wants wants to serve him, wants to obey him, wants on mission. You might go to China or you might go across the street. A lot of us would rather go to China than go across the street. <laughs> but really, China's not all it's cracked up to be. It's a lot easier to go across the street and a little cheaper too, isn't it, Beth? Yeah. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you and I, that we will have a new understanding of the closeness and the nearness that the Father wants for us. Uh, I was listening to uh, our dear sister, Flor Lee, pray this morning in our early morning or pre-service prayer time. And she was praying to the Father, and, and she says, you know, thank you, Lord, that you're not hard to please. God's not hard to please. He doesn't want us to try to be perfect and then feel horrible if we're not. He just wants us to love his son. 
He wants us to receive his son, honor his son, live for his son, to, to follow his son, and to receive his son. So here this morning, if you're here and you've never done that, I encourage you to receive his son. And we're all going to stand in a moment and we're going to pray. And then after that, we're going to be dismissed. And There will be people at the front that will pray with you if you like personal prayer. There will be coffee on uh, as well. And don't forget that table uh, of, of Samuel and Charity's ministry. I appreciate them so much. And, and so let's stand together and let's just pray right now that God will give us new understanding of what it means to, to know the Father's heart toward us. Father, you know, sometimes, Lord, my mind wanders, my heart wanders. I sometimes doubt who you are. But, Lord, Jesus, Jesus said that those who believe without seeing, those are the blessed ones. And here today we just declare, I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he rose again and was ascended to the Father. I believe that the Holy Spirit was sent to, uh, to communicate and, and to, to commune and fellowship and be a friend. We can be a friend of God through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Father, your heart is toward us. And any, anyone maybe here that needs to repent, I, I am one of those. Because sometimes I just doubt the Father's heart toward me. I feel insecure. I feel mistreated. I feel forgotten. But, Lord, that's not who you are. You are a good Father. You are a God of love. You are a God who is tender, full of compassion toward me. And, God, I, I repent of all of those lies, and I believe the truth. And I embrace all about you, even your discipline, because you do it because you love me. And, uh, and I thank you, Lord, for your wonderful grace in my life. And I, I'm saying my life, hoping that everyone here in this room and the sound of my voice will also identify with that. Lord, be in my life. I want to serve you. I want to remember the heart of the Father toward me, that you are a good, good Father. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and give you peace in your laying down and your rising up, in your laughter and your tears and your work and your leisure until we all come to meet the Lord at the last day when he raises us up. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you today.